Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Talk 360 podcast. This is Caitlin. This is Max. And we talk about fitness, mental health, and just being in your 20s. Yes, right. And uh, so Caitlin shared this passage with me and a lot of ideas for this episode, which is going to be on relationships, are kind of based off this passage that she shared with me. It's kind of about the duality of loving and how love is with ourselves as well as with others. Yeah, okay. It's also by Brianna Weiss again, West, I don't know. I still don't know how to say it, but I've been reading this book. Um, so a lot of the things that I've been thinking about come from here. Um, I kind of joke that it's like my Bible right now, but okay, so here we go. Love is a grand magnifier. It shows you what you love and what you dislike about yourself in your life. The right relationship will encourage you to address that fully and, and work on it. <laughs> the right relationship will help you learn to love yourself. It is meant to change everything, and it always does. So learn to thrive in the meantime. Use the days you have on your own to be your own person and do what you can only on your own time and by yourself. But never confuse that for the idea that you cannot be loved before you are completely loving, that other people are only obligated to be as kind as you are to yourself, that you'll be ready for love when it comes. Yes, the way, we, the way you treat yourself will dictate and determine how other people treat you. But the work of being a whole, evolved, complete, loved, and loving human being is not how well you can thrive in isolation and solitude. It's how you can stand up for yourself, demand respect, choose love, and learn to keep moving and evolving, even when the person you've always been looking for is finally standing right beside you. Loving yourself is letting yourself be loved, too. <laughs> yeah, when you read that earlier, I was like, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that there's this idea of loving yourself is letting yourself be loved too because I think there's this I don't know I always hear it and I think it's it's a mainstream idea that you have to love yourself before you can love someone else and I don't I don't know like is that true do you have to love yourself first in order to be loved or like is this passage like I don't know I don't know yeah I mean I think there's just there's like a duality to that statement, like like the loving yourself to be loved and then also like letting yourself be loved. I think maybe previously I've kind of always thought like I need to be okay in order to be in a good relationship with somebody. But I also, I think some of my best and most stable relationships are people that really, really love me when I'm like not okay. And yeah, so I, I think there's like a balance between the two. And we were talking about this really when we were planning the episode, but I, I like, there's no, like, you don't have to be a finished product in order to be loved. I just think there's just something to always like working on yourself or just being like in a place in which you can accept love and that you're always trying to be like a better person. Yeah. Like a better version of yourself or some, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this. I think, this question of what is right and what is wrong or if it's even wrong at all has been in my mind a lot lately and i don't know i've been questioning what what love is supposed to be to everyone and why it's it's so hard to understand it's something so i mean everyone feels it everyone experiences it like it's a universal feeling but why is it so hard to comprehend what it is yeah. and like what it should be or what it shouldn't be or if it there is a should and shouldn't um 
like I feel like I question am I loving right am I loving wrong like is is that even a thing can that be possible if mine is too overwhelming or like I don't know there's a lot of things that I seem I kind of question because of past relationships and like would you say that would you say that your conception of love has changed over time like through relationships or just kind of like getting older or whatever yeah I think every every person you have a relationship with definitely shows you a little more about yourself and and about love I don't know yeah I don't know I think that might be really big themes like I'm not really sure I think it's kind of an ever-evolving thing and just like something that everybody's got to work on there's people that can there's so many different people in my life that I have different types of relationships with and there's so many people that I love and there's just so many different sides to it and every relationship I have been in like romantically or whatever like that's all been different too and how that's all worked yeah it's kind of like um it's kind of like puzzle pieces in your life like the more not not the more relationships you have, but it is like every relationship you have, you learn something and you can kind of piece that together with your overall idea of your life. And like, what I don't know what you think about your life. I can definitely say the things I learned as a freshman in high school, when I had my first boyfriend are completely different than the boyfriend I had my senior year in high school. And then the one I had in college, like all of those relationships, they were they were so different and unique that I learned I don't know I learned a lot about myself and the boundaries that I need to establish for what I need and the standards I want to hold and even like the past few months and casually dating and meeting new people it's it definitely shows you more about who you are and do you do you want to do you want to mention your your pants metaphor <laughs> I think it's I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's accurate. Um, okay, yeah. And if we, we don't want to use it, we can just cut it out. No, no, no. I think it's funny. I I'm such an ass for this. I feel bad saying it, but it's you know, it's true. There's truth to it. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think we like treat people that way, like what you're about to say, but I there's it's accurate, I believe. Yeah. So I was talking to a friend recently and I was kind of just talking about like the idea of casually dating and going on casual dates and just experiencing new people and um, meeting new people. And I think it can kind of be seen as like trying on new pants in the dressing room, like, (laughs) which, (laughs) oh, that's, yeah, I'm going to ask for saying it, but like you've seen, you see all these different people and you, you try on, <laughs> you try the person, you like go on dates with them, you see them. And if they don't fit you, if you guys don't fit each other, like, you know, that's okay. You can try on the next pair. On the and, next right. And, you know, I think that's something, it's silly. It's a silly metaphor, but it's something really cool about your 20s is like, again, you're finding what you want. And, you don't have to settle for something like you there's all these different people now 
well, still, I guess, but like going to a small college, it was kind of like going to high school again. Yeah. Um, so like now meeting a bunch of new people, I don't know. Yeah, you learn a lot about what you like in a relationship and what you don't like, and yeah. it's okay to casually date. I think it's, it's kind of the idea of, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, makes, that makes sense. I think in like the previous two relationships that I have, I've had, they were really close together. Um, like when the one ended and the other one kind of started and stuff. And when that most recent one ended, I was really fucking bummed out, but just kind of talking to my friends was like, Hey man, like you like, at least like not to compare the two, but at least comparatively, like you really know what you need now. You know what you can't put up with. You know what you don't. That was not good for you. What you don't want to deal with, what you don't like, like that kind of thing. But he's like, but then you know, like there's a handful of things that you really, really do like. Yeah. Really mean a lot to you and whatever and won't really work. And so it's like it's kind of like putting together like a more clear image of the person, like the type of person that I'm able to be with or want to be with or something. Yeah. So I guess taking positives away from <laughs> things ending or something. I don't know. But I mean, like, yeah, it's like the pants metaphor. It's like, I like those type of pockets. I don't like these. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> flair, um, sometimes I don't. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes uh, I'm extra long. Sometimes I like a little shorter. That's <laughs> a joke. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um if you're listening that's my bad <laughs> um so yeah I don't know I think it's a learning process dating in general relationships with new people it's all about like finding yourself really I had a conversation recently about what what you do if you're in a relationship and I don't know there's there's a difference between effort enforcing mm -hmm. and I feel like I thought I think there's a difference between putting an effort and forcing something that's not meant to be yeah. um, but is there like I do you believe in soulmates I don't know I, I I genuinely don't know if that's a thing I think um I, th I think when I think about soul, like like the word soulmate or like whatever that is, is kind of like this movie picture of, I don't know, falling in love with somebody and like you just like find the perfect person. And I think that you can find such an amazing person that you just like really click with and get along with. And it's just kind of like easy. But there, like you definitely have to work on you definitely have to work on a relationship and you definitely have to put effort in and like, I guess, yeah, I think effort and forcing are totally different things. Like I don't think effort is just like making it work all the time. or just like trying to like keep something alive. I just like, you have to like, you have to give to the person you're with and that person's got to give things to you. Like you have to be able to support each other. Um, and like, that was a big thing in my past relationship. Like I, we both had different personal goals that we're both really passionate about but able to support each other in both of those um and we're just really proud of each other when either one of us accomplished something and just kind of understood when maybe i wasn't 
she was really good at it was while well, I was like in my show prep and it was really hard on her and it wasn't really fair to her because a lot of my time was really 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 selfish and I just wasn't physically or like emotionally like able to give her enough time and kind of like attention and whatever like our relationship needed like I just was a, like not a great boyfriend but she it was something that she knew like she knew I was something I really wanted to do and so she kind of let me have that time yeah and then I was really supportive of like her dreams wanting to be a teacher and moving and like living in different cities and then that might mean that we might live apart for a little bit if we had stayed together and it's like I think that's like effort like putting in the time to make sure like they know that they're loved um and and that you're giving them what they need and things like that and then there's forcing it where it's like something's clearly not working and like you're instead of just like loving each other and supporting each other and like doing all those kinds of things it's like it's clearly more of a hindrance to your life or something and it's like stressful and you're just trying to keep it like alive you're not like feeding something to like make it grow you're just trying to keep it alive maybe yeah at one point like I definitely like I, I gave up and like I just stopped making the effort and so we were totally forcing it and then I just wasn't I wasn't willing to make it work anymore I had um, one of my best friend's moms had given me this advice while I was um, in my past relationship. And she's been in this relationship since high school. I see how much they love each other every time I'm, I'm around them. And her advice was that love is a choice. And I think like that was something I hadn't heard before because I always thought love wasn't necessarily like, a choice and like it just happens yeah but it is because you do wake up and you have to decide that you're going to put you're going to put effort into that relationship and you're going to choose to listen to this person and hold space for them and like want them to be in your life and the the moment you decide that you don't choose them anymore then that's when it should end yeah um I don't know. I I really liked the way she she thinks about love, and it's it's just choosing someone every day. Yeah, I I think I think I kind of had a similar experience with one of my best friend's parents. Or like, and I I think if you want to call anything soulmates, I think what they are is is that. But it wasn't just like everything magically happened all at one time. Like they grew up together, and then. Um, he moved away really far like to the other side of the country and they went to high school different places but stayed in touch and this is like in the the 80s when you can't just like text each other or call each other see someone's face yeah snapchat where you can like in constant communication yeah but like they just made the effort to stay in touch and they weren't dating this whole time they went to different colleges and different parts of the country and one of one of their family friends was like yeah, they were dating other people. And at one point she was really in love with this other dude. And it like, it totally could have been a thing. Like they totally could have gotten married or dated after college for a long time or whatever. Like it could have been this big relationship, but whenever he called, she dropped everything for him. And just like, they always just kind of made it work. And eventually like they started dating and and they're married now. They've been married for years and they have kids and the house and like this whole life. But they like, it, it took effort to make it work. And I think they never, they never loved anyone else more than they loved each other. And so I think there was always something there, 
but it also yeah. could have been easy to just be like fuck that like it's this is hard yeah and they just made it work and like they're here now and they're like the dopest people ever and like i think if like that's what a soulmate is and like or i guess that's the best example like it, it wasn't they just magically ended up in the same place at the same time it was really the opposite of that and they decided to do it separate like they were in different places and they just made it work yeah it's it honestly is if if you want it to work you can make it work yeah it's just a choice yeah i like that shit like makes me believe in love i spent july 4th with their family and they have like a new puppy and it's just and they got a bunch of kids and everybody's running around it's just so many things are going on and like one's going to college one just graduated from college one just started high school and just like just like the couple like the coupley bickering kind of thing sometimes she's like shut the fuck up and he's like okay cool <laughs> but then like we're having dinner and we're having beers after dinner or something like that and they're just like dancing together just be like i love him so much or something like that <laughs> I'm like, is she the best I mean, yeah she's the best. like um cute it was it's mad cute it's I think to be happy in a relationship like that is also to focus on yourself while in the relationship. Like it's not for the other person, but you're, or the effort, I don't know, the focus isn't like that other person all the time, yeah. but you have a partner that's, you're side by side with them. Like, mm. I don't know. I think when I, when I realized that my last relationship was not successful, it was when I realized that I was very codependent on him for my happiness. And, um, and I think it switched when we started doing long distance and I started, I, I was forced to, to put myself in a situation where I was focusing on my friends and focusing on my individuality and, um, I think that was probably the happiest I was in that relationship because I, I was myself. I could feel myself coming back again. I was leading a new club and I had my own purpose and I wasn't dependent on him to make me feel any certain way. And I don't know, I think to be able to be in a relationship, it's supposed to be this additive thing and it's not supposed to be your whole life. And I think that's something that in hindsight, I wish I wish that was something that I changed or that I could have understood then. But now looking back on it, I do. Yeah. So. yeah it's weird how like, I, I, it's, it's, it's crazy, not weird. It's just crazy like time changes perspective and like just kind of like what loving somebody and just caring so much about someone does to you, you know, like that you can sit here afterwards and be like, that shit definitely wasn't healthy at some point or not all of it was perfect, but it's like, I definitely love them. Yeah. But just on the other side of it, there's like, there's definitely things I would do differently or, and because like at that moment, you could totally feel like you're yourself and that you are happy and that like you are independent and individual and whatever. And on the other side of it, you're like, I might've like, I might've fucked up. I might've like not been okay enough to, so yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a really healthy way to kind of be able to look back on a relationship. I think there's definitely three sides to a story. Yeah. There's the other's perspective, your own perspective, and then actually what's going on, yeah. like the reality of the situation. And while you're in it and you're 
like you're in the relationship in the experiences itself themselves eh, itself I don't know in the experience I think like you have blinders on and you're mm-hmm. kind of biased to your own perspective but then taking a step back and getting like a bird's eye view of the perspective or of the experience now you have a different perspective on honestly about the whole relationship like I could have thought that maybe they were wrong completely wrong and I was completely right but then like looking back on it with a better perspective or at least like a, a what's the word like um broader kind of view or something yeah the like a broader view I think you can see that there's there's always that third perspective yeah I um I guess not like the last girl I dated but like depends who you ask um <laughs> but my previous girlfriend like when I was thinking about breaking up with her or just kind of when I was really confused and I just I just I really didn't know what to do for a long time and it's not that I wanted to break up with her I just kind of I, I just didn't know if we were adding value to each other's lives or if we were just stressing each other out or whatever. And I just always felt like she was always mad at me or always pissed off at me, or I was always the problem or whatever I was doing was the issue with our relationship. Like it was always me. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I just felt like it was all like, it was just really accusational and all that stuff. And maybe not that I was wrong. Cause I, but removed from that now I can definitely understand like where she was coming from I definitely wasn't a great boyfriend at times and I just definitely didn't put the effort in at one point and um because that's what she would say to me a lot is like you like I need you to like put in more effort and I would be like I'm giving you everything I can like I'm busy like I'm doing stuff and we're living in different places and I know it's hard but um like I, I always just felt like she was making me the problem. And afterwards I'm like, yeah, no, like I definitely gave up. I definitely didn't give her enough. It wasn't just the time thing. Cause I could have, there, there were ways to make it work. And I just, I chose, I chose not to, I chose to do like the, the easy thing and not the, the hard thing. Not that it wasn't worth it. I just, I don't know. So. Yeah. I heard this, um, this one video by Brene Brown, um, She's a researcher. If you don't know who she is, she specializes in shame, vulnerability, and leadership. And she has a bunch of TED Talks and books. And yeah, if you don't know, go check her out. She's awesome. But she has this rule called the 50-50 rule. And what she talks about, about like with her husband in that relationship they have, they communicate to each other about when they're feeling like, I guess, a better way to explain it is that the ideal relationship is that you're 50 50 that you're equal both partners are giving equal amount of effort but that's just not realistic you're not going to be 100 percent every single day you i mean we're human we're going to have bad days and in relationships you're both going to have bad days and that's going to happen but yeah. being able to communicate like she gave the example every morning they're like okay i'm at 70 percent, and then her partner is like yeah i'm at 40. so then they communicate and they're both aware of how the other is feeling and how they need to kind of react and 
the rest of the day. And she also gave the example, like, what if they're both at 30? Well, then they both know now to communicate, to be aware of each other and give each other grace along with themselves. They need to give their own selves grace and just know that, you know, the day is not going to be the best and that's okay. But at least they're honest and communicating and um, vulnerable about it. Because it's, yeah. I think that's beautiful being vulnerable with your partner. And it's so important to, to be in a successful relationship, to have, you know, the honesty and awareness and the openness and vulnerability. Yeah. No, I remember when you said me that, I, I'm pretty sure you're the one that said it to me, but I, that was really cool. I, 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 it was just something I never really thought of that way. Where it was like, I, I remember one of the things she was saying, it's like when we both come home and we're like, I'm going to 10 and I'm going to 30 or something like that. It's like, all right, we got to find some way to make this work where we can kind of meet in the middle because there's things that we got to get done. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember just hearing that and just being like, that's what, not that I haven't had that, but I was like, I don't think I've had that fully. Yeah, I don't know. It's like nothing's like nothing's ever perfect. And I think like when we're talking about soulmates, it's just, I think it's a lot more effort than I think what that word implies. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. And I was like, I think that's what that is. Like, I think that's what loving someone, is, or I think that's what's like being in a partner, like a partnership with somebody is. Yeah. And I was like, I want that. I want that. That's sick. I was like, that's such a dope way to put it. I think it's really cool. Oh, I also think that having success in a relationship does mean like having individuality, but then actively holding space for the other person. So again, it's like the idea of being side by side, but giving them the awareness and the knowledge that they're not alone, but they can do it on their own. Like, yeah, it's almost, I mean, I don't know. I, I visualize it as you're holding hands side by side and mm-hmm. there's still space in between you. Yeah. You guys are still connected. Mm-hmm. You're still touching. I don't know. I think that's very important in a successful relationship. Yeah. I, I think when I've been the happiest is when I, I don't like, I, was, I wasn't perfect. Like I would, I don't think it's hard to be. You can't be. I mean, it, it, I don't think it was the best I was ever maybe doing. I don't know. I just maybe maybe it was whatever. Anyway, like I we were gonna talk about this earlier, but it's like there's no. It's not like there's a finished product of yourself, especially when you're twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. But I think the happiest I've been was when, like, the most stable I felt was when like I felt like I could be okay, like on my own and stable on my own, and I had this whole like individual life with my own friends and whatever. And like my day didn't necessarily revolve around my girlfriend, but, and, but we would be really excited for like each other's lives and things like that. And if I just had like a shitty day and kind of needed a little bit more then like, she could kind of give me a little bit more the other way around. But we were also like, like we really both truly felt independent. And um, I th- I think that's like the, best I've ever felt where I really felt individual but I feel like I had a really good like partner in like life yeah Yeah. I think it's I think it's cool when you get to find someone like that and experience it and I've definitely experienced it and it makes me sad to think that I that I have to let that go but at the same time I'm so grateful for knowing that I 
I have had that experience and now I'm able, not able, but I know it's possible. Yeah. Like it's happened before. It will definitely happen again, if not better. And this time I'm going to be so much more mature and my partner will probably be more mature and because we're growing and life is moving and I don't know, we're, we're all still learning. So. Yeah. I think where I've learned the most was coming out of something where I definitely, like where I felt like the lowest and it wasn't just, just like my relationship, but the, the girl I did in high school, um, and I feel like that, like, not, I think I know, like that was the first time I was in love and we dated for like a long time and like, it was like almost two years or something like that. And that's a long time when you're in high school and, and we're, we were like the first people that we'd either just like really been in like a serious relationship with. And just, I loved her so much, dude. And, but I, I remember like at the end or well, we broke up twice, but that first time was like, I was just in a really bad spot emotion like mentally um and just with you know like I was really depressed and really anxious and a little bit suicidal and was you know like self-harm things and stuff like that and the hardest thing I've ever heard from someone that I love is that I don't know I don't think she delivered it great at the time was like pretty hurtful but it was, it's pretty like powerful when I look back on it is that like my problems or like the way that I was taking care of myself was like detrimental to her and was hurting her. Like I wasn't just hurting myself. And not only was I codependent on her, but then she felt like the only reason that I was alive or that like I was okay was that like we were together and that we were okay. And I remember just being really angry afterwards, like that she was just like leaving me. And that's when I was like 17 and I'm 22 now. Not that like I'm super old, but like I just, looking back, like that's like a really, I don't know, I guess like it takes like a lot of courage to tell someone that, especially that young that you love that, but like you're also hurt. Like it's not that you're trying to, but you're also hurting them. And like, it's like you're, that was like, okay, like my big focus now is like, I could be able to take care of myself so that we can be able to like take care of each other, not be like detrimental that we can like supplement each other's lives, like that it's just a positive addition. I don't know. That's kind of like a little bit rambly, but that was like. No, yeah. I, I I think that's, you have to have a relationship with yourself. And that's kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like, is is there a difference between having to love yourself first and then allowing yourself to be loved. Is that, I don't know. Relationships with yourself or with yourself is extremely important. And I think that idea that you have to love yourself first isn't necessarily true to the extent that you have to be whole and perfect. And I think when it becomes detrimental to the other person in the relationship and when you're holding on to that relationship so tight, then that, that becomes problematic. But yeah, I think there's, you should have individuality, but also know that you're allowed to be loved without being perfect. There's no such thing. You can't be perfect. We're human. (laughs) 
I got, I got an argument last night. Well, not an argument, but just something happened between one of my best friends and I last night. And I got really scared, like, that I fucked up. And I've never been so vulnerable with a person like that, that I, I was like, I was scared that like I was gonna like lose this person for my life, and um, I was like, I can't, like I can't, like that can't happen to me. And she was like, I got you no matter what. Like even if I'm mad at you or you fuck up or I fuck up, I got you no matter what. And I was like, I feel like every time I've given that much myself to somebody, like eventually they end up going away. And she was like, I'm, I'm always here, so like don't even fucking worry, and we can move on. Like it's gonna be okay. And like that's like a letting myself be loved. Yeah but also like still working on like my shit. Yeah, that goes back to your quote from last time. The um, grief is the, what is it? I can't remember the full quote, but it's like grief, grief is the price that we pay for love. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like kind of, you ris- you have to risk yourself. You have yeah. to put yourself into like uncomfortable situations so that you can fully feel love. Um, I think like to be able to give love, you have to risk yourself and um, you have to risk yourself hurting and healing and all of that. And I know that sometimes the healing process sucks and the hurting definitely sucks, but I think that's what makes life beautiful and interesting and that's how you learn and grow. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I think we kind of talked about it before, but like any situation in life is like, I, I guess it kind of talks about the soulmate things too, but it's like it kind of whatever you make out of it and whatever, like whatever situation you come out of or whatever relationship you come out of, just kind of what you take away from that or how you grow or how you learn or whatever you learn more about yourself, I think is what is important and how you grow. You, you know what you need more and you know what you don't like and things like that. And I feel so bad that you're thinking <laughs> that was so good. Damn. Do you want to talk about it still? Yeah, do you, should I bring up? Yeah, I mean, I'm done to talk about it. Um, I don't know how we got. I read the. Should I read the quote again? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so in the in the grief episode, I can I I brought up this quote about you know grief and love and how it's a part of life. Essentially, I think I said like grief is kind of like the price that we pay for love, and I and I ended up finding the full quote. My dad sent it to me after my after my grandmother died. Um, but I think about this a lot and it's really powerful. So the pain of grief is just as much a part of life as the joy of love. It is perhaps the price we pay for love and it's the cost of commitment. It's by an English psychiatrist, uh, Colin Murray Parks, um, in a study called Bereavement Studies of, Dream- of Grief in Adult Life in 1972. Um, and my dad followed that with uh, grief and the accompanying pain are part of the human condition. While you should not let grief own you, control you, or debilitate you, to a certain extent, it is necessary. The grief process is part of what makes us human. Grief is a sign that you love, that you care, and that you are loved in return. Yeah, and I, it's funny. It's like I read that a lot, and sometimes I know what to say after I read it or know what to think after I read it, and sometimes I just have, I don't know. Yeah. I guess like like loss or grief or like the ending of a relationship or something like really tells you how much like it meant to you, like you cared about it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I think it just kind of tells you how powerful love is, even when 
I don't know, like, I think you've kind of talked about it too. It's like being in like, maybe not like a toxic relationship, but maybe something that wasn't totally like healthy, but you still really, really love somebody. And it's so hard to let go of that when it's over. Yeah. Like, how do you move on? Like, what even was that? Because it's like, I don't think I can be in this anymore, but I know that what was going on was real. Right. I, don't know, I, I think it also kind of says like, I think love's like the most important thing that we have in our life. Like it's what makes us human, like the human condition. Mm -hmm. I think humans are pretty different than most animals. We're like emotionally intelligent. Um, I think that just kind of what brings a lot of substance to your life is the people that are in it and how you feel about them and how you care for them and how people care about you unconditionally yeah and sometimes people come into your life and they may really love you and and they may leave or you might not need them anymore or it's just not it doesn't work out anymore like the last relationship I was in I thought I loved somebody and maybe I did I know I definitely felt really, really strongly about the person who I was with and I guess now that it's over I kind of always question like maybe it was more of just a moment for them than it was for me. Like it was just something that happened because it was easy. Um, but I really cared about them and, but it's over and it really fucking hurt when it was over. And but what I take away from that is like, now that it's over, it's like, I, you know what? I like, I put what I had like out there and mm. it sucks that it's over. And I wish it could work, but like, I, 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 cared about her as much as I could and we had a really great time and I was really happy in that moment and I think it's what I needed in that moment and it's I don't know it's not there anymore and I don't think it's gonna come back with them but it will with someone else with someone else yeah um but I'm kind of like I lived I lived a little bit right there and like I can appreciate that I think If we can take anything away from this episode is like how important love is, but I guess putting yourself out there too is so important and a part of it. Like how can you how can you experience something so great without putting yourself into something a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah. Vulnerability is so uncomfortable, but yeah. How else do you build an emotional connection with someone else? One that's meaningful anyway. And I think it kind of brings like a, I don't know, like, like life or personality to like the, the pants metaphor. <laughs> Cause I, can, I, I know you were saying earlier, it's like, I feel like an asshole saying this, but it's like, like you need, like, I don't know. And it's not just like love, but it's like, you need to go through, I, I believe it, you need, you need to go through some shit in life. Like, you need to go through good things and bad things. Yeah. Um, and I think vulnerability is really, really big. I, th I think the strongest and most stable relationships that I have, and, like, I've been vulnerable with people I don't have in my life anymore where I've told them everything. And I feel like when I've just kind of laid everything out there, I'm like, this is who I am. Like, this is what the fucked up things that I think I have going on and, like, whatever. Um. I think a lot of times it's been like a girl that I've been in a relationship or something like that. And 
none of them are still here. <laughs> Do you regret being vulnerable with them? I don't. I don't. It's just like, I mean, like it hurts when they, like when someone walks away. I, I think the way I was thinking about it previously was I don't want to do that because it's just going to scare somebody or freak somebody out. Um, yeah. But if, if they're not in your life anymore and you were able to be vulnerable and open yourself completely, then they weren't for you, you know? Like, yeah. I think that's the cool thing about vulnerability is like you're authentically being yourself and you're unashamed of doing that. And yeah, it's scary. It's so scary, but it does show you who's meant to be with you and who's not. And if the people around you can't unconditionally love you for being vulnerable and being emotional and open with how you're feeling, or I don't think, yeah, I don't think they have a purpose in your life. Yeah. I mean, like, I think those people definitely served a purpose. And I think I'm the person who I am just because of the things I went through and I like the person I am now and stuff. And, um, and not like it's like they did something, but I don't know. I think like we had like those previous people, like we had a relationship with each other. And I think just kind of time ran its course. And like this most recent one was just kind of like, I, the fact that we're not in the same place, just like, it's not the same. And like, that's fine. Like, I think that relationship served its purpose in both of our lives. And, um, I just, I just got to a place recently, like getting in an argument with one of my best friends where I was, I I was like, I kind of like fucked up a little bit and she was upset at me and she should have been. And I just thought like I was going to lose her and like, I, or I thought like our relationship was going to be different from that point on. And, and she kept telling me that like, it was fine. It was okay. Like I apologize, whatever, like we're on the same page. And I was just like, I got really upset and I was really scared. And she's like, like, why are you so upset? And I was like, because I feel like, like it really hurt when like the first girl I dated said that like, I have problems because you're fucked up and like you got problems and your problems are like hurting me. And I feel like everyone I've been vulnerable with like that has left my life or I've made them leave or something or they're just not there anymore. And and I felt like that person, like, like I feel like she doesn't need me, but I need her. And I thought I just fucked that up and um, every time I've given that much of myself, I've been that vulnerable with myself. Like, I just don't have it anymore. And, and, and she worries about me a lot. And I've given her a reason to worry about me with like, previously with some of like, my drinking habits and things like that and whatever. And <laughs> like, she, sometimes she could be responsible, but like, whatever. And, <laughs> and I just thought she was mad at me. And she had to like convince me that she wasn't mad at me. She was like, the only reason why it's like sounding that way is because I fucking care about you like a lot. And I don't want anything to happen to you. And I don't want you to ever be in that place where you're like sitting in your room, like fucking cutting yourself or like when you like, or like you think that like, you don't want to wake up tomorrow or like that. I don't want you to ever be in that place. And I don't want you to ever think that you got to drink as much as you can so that you can take some pills and that maybe something like, and like I'm like I'm worried because I love you and um 
and I love you no matter what, no matter when you fuck up or no matter when I fuck up, like I'm always going to love you. And like unconditional love, it's just really powerful. It's really cool. And it's just like, so I'm so grateful to have them in my life. I'm so grateful to have that in my life. Yeah. Okay, so like at the last episode, we are ending episodes with what we've learned this week. And because we really talked about love this episode, um, I wanted to focus a little bit on that. Um, So I feel like I've learned that you do need to focus on yourself. Um, Really give yourself time and opportunity to heal when you need it. Um, give yourself grace but I think it's definitely possible to do that with another person Um, love is love can be healing I don't know I think it's um, not that I'm necessarily in the season of my life where I need or want to have a relationship where I'm also healing but I think it's possible. I think it's also important, especially like having friendships, like like being able to talk to Max about things like this. And um, my sister is a huge, huge support for me. And just having like friends and family and not necessarily romantic relationships in your life, but yeah, just having, having people you love and that they love you unconditionally, super important. Really nice. Thanks. Um, I think something that I've learned is that um, I I think that people serve a purpose in your life this is I talked about this with a friend like this weekend it's like I think you're going to have some people in your life for a really long time or for forever or whatever Um, and some people you're going to have briefly and they can both serve a massive purpose or play like a really big role in your life and I think that's something that I've been able to recognize in like my previous relationships where it's like I think I've grown a little bit each time and um I think I've wanted to hold on to things longer than I needed to but just being able to recognize where it's like okay like that's what I needed in this moment and um I can kind of like now I know like after this like when this is over or that it is over now like what I like what I what I need what I can do better, what I like, what I don't like. And then also to just really fucking embrace the people that love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. um, that are always going to be there. Um, and yeah, and just like be vulnerable with those people and trust them because they trust yeah. you. So, yeah. yeah. I think earlier I was like, no, they don't have a purpose in your life then. I don't know why I said that because I do believe that everything has a purpose. Yeah. Like no matter what, what it is, even if you don't like it. So I think that's why I probably said it. I feel feel like at least what I got from that when you said that was like, because I, I I mean, like, yeah, obviously like they serve a purpose in my life, but like, I don't need them right now. Like, that's not what I need to be focusing my energy on or whatever. Like my time, like, like that moment has been there and like, I can learn from it, but like the moment's kind of gone now and that's fine. And like, yeah. 
the person just doesn't need to be there anymore and that's okay but I loved them while they were my life and I appreciated them and want the best for them and whatever but we're like we're living two separate lives and like that's cool yeah I think to go off of that I I don't know I've definitely learned a lot from a bunch of different relationships and uh, different people and can you say a short version of what you just said about what you learned oh yeah I mean like like the very last part yeah that um yeah okay that I, th- I th- like people kind of have like a purpose in life or whatever, like whatever relationships that you have. And, um, you know, like that, I, there was someone who like, I, I love that person when we were in that moment together of our lives, when we were together and, um, and that was like the right moment. And I'm always going to appreciate that. And I'm always going to try to look on that positively and, you know, like I still want the best for them and I love them and whatever, but it's over and we're in different spaces and places in our lives and we're like, we're just, we're going different directions now and that's okay. Um, and I just, if they don't want me in their life and they don't want like the type of relationship that we had previously, that's fine. And it's like, we're both living our lives and we're moving on and I just don't need them in my life now anymore. Obviously, I don't need to be like focusing my energy on that. Yeah. But they served a purpose and whatever and that was good while it lasted and I love that time but just you know not there anymore so each relationship shows you standards and boundaries and oh my gosh now I lost it again but it was boundaries <laughs> something about boundaries well I mean like you learn what you like you learn what you need you learn what you don't like and yeah. you learn what you need from the next or what you're going to need from the, the next relationship and things that you won't tolerate and things that like like are necessary yeah yeah well thank you guys for listening to this episode about love (laughs) um your mic can't cut out again (laughs) well now i can hear it okay well yeah thanks for this about love man i don't know um thanks We love you guys a lot. Yeah, love you guys.